Can we just give Jesus a good hand clap of praise this morning? Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading two verses out of uh, Ephesians chapter 3 in just a few moments this morning. But, you know, May kicks off a series of events um, such as uh, Mother's Day that will happen next Sunday here. And then homecomings, church homecomings, family reunions, and uh, on into Memorial Day at the end of the month, and then next month, Father's Day, and uh, the next month, Fourth of July. And it's a time whenever we stop and say thank you. We say thank you for men and women who have fought and served and given their lives for uh, us to enjoy freedom. It's a time whenever we gather together and say thank you for uh, those who blazed the trail of faith before us and in churches and we uh, come back together and we celebrate their lives and we celebrate what they imparted into our lives. It's a time in family gatherings where we are able to gather together and say thank you for moms and dads and grandparents and brothers and sisters and relatives who have imparted into us and who have helped shape and mold us to, to become the person that we are today. In fact, none of us would be here today and none of us would be what we are today if somebody hadn't have imparted into our lives. If somebody hadn't have given to us and shared uh, with us this morning, I, I recently saw a commercial on television where a man is in a weight room and he's working out and he has just changed insurance companies and he said I got more and he pumps a few more and the next time he says I changed and I got this insurance and I got more and more and more and pretty soon he's a big old muscle bound guy and uh, if you're not with Geico, don't feel bad. I'm not either. Uh, I'm with the one that's on my side. So I'm not pushing that insurance company this morning. Uh, the next commercial that I saw with him, uh, he was riding, uh, he was pushing his grass, uh, with, uh, cutting his grass with a push mower. And he said, I got more. The next time he's on a riding mower. He said, I got more. Next time he's on this big old jet propelled lawnmower and his wife is watering uh, the flowers, you know, with that great big old uh, water bucket that's four times bigger than she is. And uh, everybody always wants more. Uh, one thing about all of us uh, uh, that we have in common is that we always want more. Uh, the, I'm the size I am today because I always want more. Uh, I never stop it just enough. I always want more. And I always love those family reunions and those church homecomings and, and those dinners where you, where you get there and you know somebody says, hey, Ain't so-and-so made so-and-so today. You know, that casserole that you love or that potato salad that somebody makes or that pie or that special cake that somebody is known for, uh, it's, it's, it's here today. And, and you go over and you get a, place, a piece of that special dish and, and you eat it. And the greatest news that you ever hear when you finished is there's still some more. I remember as a little boy, we had just picked blackberries. They had just come into season, and we went out and picked blackberries, and mother made a blackberry cobbler, and there's four boys in my family my size, and my mom and my dad at that time, and so we sat down to eat dinner that we called it supper then, we call it dinner now, but we sat down and ate that night, and I couldn't wait to get through with my meal. I wanted to wolf down whatever else was there because I wanted to get into that blackberry cobbler and I 
took a bowl that every one of us had the same size and I went and filled it up with blackberry cobbler and I poured that old Eagle brand milk on it and it was, I sat down and I began to eat and I was the first one and I was about three bites into mine and my oldest brother went over and started dipping out of the pan and I said, hey, don't eat it all. I want more when I get through with this. I got more, Billy, but it was about two hours later when I got to come back to the table uh, for acting like I'd never had anything. It's not uncommon for us to want more. We want more material things. We want more money. Uh, We want more possessions. We want more power. We want more control. We just want more. I want to tell you this morning, wanting more is not a bad thing. In fact, it's something that's good for all of us to never be satisfied, to always want to push forward. We just need to know where more comes from and the source for us to reach out to as we long for more. We need to know who's our provider this morning. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and verse 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine... According to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. It's amazing to me how often that I forget or I fail to remember where my supply comes from. It's amazing how quickly people forget miracles and, and, and things that God has worked out in their lives as they face another obstacle. But Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your hearts, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. There's always more. There's two kinds of more this morning. There's some more that the world offers, and there's some more uh, that God gives. You know, the world says we always need more. I grew up in a home where we had a little old bitty 19-inch portable TV that sat on top of a stereo. I think uh, one of the comedians made a joke about that one time, uh, about that portable TV that sat on top of the stereo that had quit working. And uh, that's what I grew up in. But the world says uh, that we need more. Then me and my wife bought a 42-inch TV, and that thing was huge. But, you know, you walk in the stores now, and they've got them 72-inch. They've got them 84-inch because we want more, more, more. You know, I grew up with a telephone That was a party line. When me and Mick talked, we always had another uh, man down the road that listened to our conversation. Uh, But you picked it up and you dialed a number and and the party line, as they called it. But we want more. And so now we carry around cell phones that we pick up and they recognize our face and we speak to them and command them and they do what we ask them to do. The world says we need more. I drove an automobile whenever I was 16 years old that didn't have uh, air conditioning. It uh, the air conditioner was roll the window down and drive as fast as you want to. Uh, but today we want a vehicle that's equipped with every bell and whistle uh, because we can and we want more. The world is always encouraging us to reach for more. But I want to tell you this morning, you may be here 
and you're living a life of the same old routine every day, I want to tell you this morning there's more for you. You may be here this morning as a child, and that you may have a child, and you may be a parent whose child is roaming and, and doing things that you would rather them not be doing, and you're sitting here asking yourself, is there more for me? You may be here this morning fighting a disease or uh, fighting an ailment and every day is a grind and every day is a struggle and you ask yourself, am I always going to be like this or is there more for me? You may be here this morning and you may be in a relationship that's not filling your needs and meeting your uh, desires this morning and you look around at others who seem to be doing well and, and you may ask yourself this morning, is there more for my relationship? Is there more for me? This morning you may be sitting here in the church pew. You may have been a lifelong attendee. You may have attended church and gone through all uh, of your life in, in, in a church house. But this morning on the inside you're feeling empty or you're feeling a void. And you're wondering in your, in your heart, is there more? Is there more than what I'm experiencing? I want to tell you this morning there's more. There are many reasons today that people never get more. They never reach more. They never obtain more. Uh, but I want to give you three this morning. I'm generally, as you know, a three-point sermon. But uh, the last time pastor asked me to preach, I, I was not able to physically. And so I, I, I'm making up for it this morning. I'm going to give you two threes. I'm just going to make up for that time this morning. But the first reason that people never reach their potential that God has for them, and they never get more is because they settle for the typical. They settle. They, they, they look at other people and they say, I'd love to have what they have, but I'll never be able to get that. They see people that are able to obtain uh, lofty goals and, and do great things, and they say, I'd like to do what they're doing, but I would never be able to do that. There are people that sit in churches and look around at people who lifting their hands and clapping and rejoicing and worshiping and say, I would like to do that. I would like to, I would like to feel what they feel, but uh, I'll never be able to reach that place. Uh, uh, one of the greatest testimonies that, that has ever been shared on planet Earth was shared with us just a few weeks ago. When Jeff Smith stood right here and said, I saw Ray Guthrie's life and I said, I want what he's got. I want more than what I've got in my life right now. I want to experience more than I'm experiencing right this moment. But we settle for the typical. The Bible tells us in John 10 and 10 that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But he said, but I have come. I have come, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. That you might know what life really is. That you might know what the real joy of life is all about. And that you might experience more than what this world has to offer you. I want to tell you this morning, you don't have to settle for typical. And you don't have to exist day to day. There's more for you. The second reason this morning is that we give in to our fears. 
You know, Satan is always whispering in the, into our ears. He's always telling us lies, and he's always distracting us from, from what God wants us to do. He's constantly battling against us and saying, you'll never amount to anything. You can't do those things. You'll never reach those goals. But, you know, I think sometimes we just need to stop and say to Satan, you know what, pal? You couldn't live for God in a perfect world in heaven. You couldn't do God's will whenever you were in a perfect environment of heaven. You rebelled against God. And at least this morning I'm sitting in a church pew. I'm trying to find out if there's more for my life. So get out and leave me alone. There's times this morning we just need to remind Satan of his own failures in his, in his life. Romans 8.37 says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Don't be afraid. Don't give in to your fears this morning. There is more. And the third reason this morning that you never get more is that you feel that you have already disqualified yourself. There are a lot of people that have made bad choices in life. In fact, I can tell you, unless you're different than anybody else I know, sitting from that wall to that wall is filled with people who have made bad decisions, who've made bad choices in our lives. But so many times Satan will say, Lord, what you did, nobody else, they're never gonna, nobody's ever going to forgive you. What's happened in your life, everybody's always going to look down on you. Every time they see you, that's the only thing they're going to remember. But I want to tell you this morning that the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 12, and there's not a, a verse for that up there. He said, for I will forgive their wickedness. And I will remember their sins no more. I want to tell you this morning, I tell you what, do just, just look at your neighbor and say these words with me. Stop remembering what God has forgotten. Let's do that one more time. Stop remembering what God has already forgotten. I want to tell you this morning, you cannot disqualify yourself from the purpose that God has in your life. And God is going to work through you to accomplish what he desires this morning. Just hold on to him today. But you know this morning, the greatest peer pressure on earth is sitting right in these pews today. We're so afraid that people are going to think, I don't have it together. We're, we're so afraid that somebody's going to look at us and say, oh, Lord, look what they're going through. I want to put a smile on my face. I want to tell you, if I come through this church and there's not a smile on my face, somebody tap me because it's not me. Uh, because I never want the devil to think he's got an upper hand on me. Regardless of what I'm facing, regardless of what I'm going through, I'm going to put a smile on my face. But I want to tell you, I try to never let that smile cover up the battle that I'm facing. Because I need you 
to help me through those tough times. I need you to pray for me when I'm up against something that's bigger than I am. I want to tell you there are times that I don't have it together. Uh, there have been times in my life whenever I didn't know which way to go. I've stood before you and asked for prayer uh, because I was walking into an area of life uh, that I'd never had to walk through before. Uh, so don't ever feel that you've disqualified yourself. Uh, don't ever feel that somebody's going to look down on you. I uh, Don't ever feel that somebody is going to think less of you because of something that you've gone through because all of us are here this morning because God forgave us of our sins and he remembers him no more that's a reason that we're in the house of God today that's a reason we can sing a song that says I am a child of God I am a child of God and I want more this morning you want more and you can have more because there is more for you There are three ways this morning that I'd like to share with you that you can have more. The first thing you have to do this morning is look to God. You say, well, that's pretty simple. It is very simple. In fact, God's never made anything complicated. He's brought it right down to our level, to where we can hear and we can understand that we have to look to God to get more out of this life. This morning there's many people who are sitting where you're sitting today wanting more, but they're trying to supply a, earthly des- uh, a heavenly desire with an earthly supply. They're trying to fill that void with something other than what God intended uh, for it to be filled with. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 25 says, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. I'll tell you the first thing you need to do to find more is find you a good church where God is preached in truth and in spirit. Find you a place this morning where people will love you, where people will care about you, where people will pray for you, Find you a small group. Find you a Sunday school class. Find you a prayer band where people will gather around you and tell you that there's more for your life than where you are. Where people care about where you are and people want you to have more this morning. Find you a place. Because I want to tell you, none of us have it all together. Everything we've got, we've got from God. And we need to stop looking at the world. We need to stop chasing false hopes and dreams. And look to the God for more in our lives because he has more for us. The second thing you have to do is connect to your purpose. You have to connect to the purpose that God has for you and your life. And stop living your life through somebody else's hopes and somebody else's dreams or somebody else's vision this morning. You know, as a young minister, I started preaching whenever... I was 18 years old. I began, I began my pastoral work whenever I was 21 years old when a church in Columbiana called Mickey and I to come and be their senior pastor. And I struggled to find out who I was. You know, it wasn't anything uncommon for me to watch a, 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 a TV pastor preaching uh, during the week and go try to preach that message on, on Sunday morning. 
Most of you may not know some of these names, but in my early ministry, one week I'd be Rex Humbard. I stood up all dignified and I delivered a message. The next week I'd be T.D. Jakes and I had my handkerchief out and I'd, I'd wave it and I'd do all of those things. Yeah, the next week I'd be John Hagee or, or the next week I'd be Billy Graham or, or I'd, be, I'd be Jerry Falwell. I'd be whoever I had listened to trying to find out who I was. But I want to tell you this morning, it wasn't until I decided to plug into God and find God's purpose for my life and quit living my life chasing other people's dreams uh, that I really found what true contentment and what more for my life really was. Whenever I plugged into my purpose, I found out uh, what he said in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 4, and into an inheritance that can never perish, never spoil, never fade. Uh, this inheritance is kept in heaven just for you. And whenever you plug into that purpose, you'll find out that God has personally chosen you to run this leg of the marathon of life and represent him. There's no greater honor this morning than to plug into that purpose today. I want to tell you, it's the grandest feeling that you'll ever find. And whether you're, whether you're Faye Newsome who goes around and just shakes your hand and says, you're special, I love you, find that purpose. Whether you're Ray Guthrie who stacks potato chips on a shelf and says God loves you and, and God is able to make a change in your life just like he made in mine. Or whether you're Brandon Tuck who will be leading our students and our teenagers and telling them there's more in this world than what Satan has to offer. I give your life to God and see what he will do in your life. Whether you're Jerry Smith who leads a prayer band on Tuesday morning and says, you don't have to stay where you are. There's a God that will answer your prayer and give to you what you're asking for today. Or maybe you're like Justin who stands behind a, a microphone with a guitar, sits behind a keyboard and sings and says, I worship songs and praises God and says, I am a child of God. You don't have to stay where you are. Plug into whatever purpose God has called you. I want to tell you, it'd be ugly if I stood behind that microphone and tried to lead you in worship. It would be an ugly thing. Uh, we would dismiss way early because you would all leave. Uh, but I want to tell you this morning, when you plug into where you are, you're not jealous about what somebody else is doing, uh, but you find contentment where you are. You find contentment where you are. In fact, somebody asked me a uh, uh, last Sunday said, how often do you preach at harvest? I said, seven days a week. I do. And I want to tell you this morning, if you click Facebook or if you click on our, on our web page, you'll find out that there's a new message there every morning. Uh, there's a new message that you can look to and, and you can find hope because it's the devotion uh, that God gives me every day. And I want to share it with everybody because I don't want to just have more. I want everybody else to have more also this morning because I found my purpose. I no longer desire to be what somebody else is. I have tapped into that purpose. And when people talk about remembering 9-11, they think about 2001 and the planes and the, and the hijacking and, and all those ugly attacks on America. But when, it, when I think of 9-11, I think about 1973 
And I think about a Tuesday morning at an altar all by myself. Church was empty. And I went in and I said, God, here's my life. Do with it whatever you want to do. I want to give it to you. And I want to tell you, I wouldn't trade the journey that I've enjoyed since that day for any other life that any other person is living. I wouldn't trade that journey for anything else the world has to offer or has offered or is offering this morning. I have found my purpose and I'm content in that purpose this morning. The third thing this morning is learn to give it away. If you want more this morning, you've got to learn to give it away. In order for you to have more of God, you've got to be willing to give what you have to others. You've got to be willing to share that with people that you come in contact with. You've got to be willing to share what you have gone through in life. Every new experience that you walk through is a new opportunity for you to share with others what God can do. And I've said this many times, and I've had a couple of people that really didn't agree fully with me, but I believe if you look at the Word of God, the only place you're able to minister effectively is areas where you have already overcome, that you have already experienced, that you have already walked through. Because I want to tell you, I don't want you teaching me to drive a car if you've never driven a car. I don't want you to teach me to fly a plane if you've never flown a plane. I don't want you to tell me how to get through cancer if you've never faced cancer. I don't want you to tell me how to live through losing a child if you've never lived through that experience. And I've told you before, when I have people who've lost children, I call people in this church, like Claudette Heron, like Sister Motes, and I encourage those people to talk to those who have walked through that and they know what it is. But I want to tell you, the experience that you're going through, good or bad, God has allowed you to walk through that so that you can give it away. So that you can share that victory with somebody else. So that you can tell somebody else there's more than where you are right now. There's more in life than where you are right this moment, this morning. Justin, if you'll come up this morning, I'll try not to preach but 30 more minutes. I'll play pastor this morning. That unique story that you have is unique for a reason. We have to share it. We have to give it away. How many of you sitting here this morning have ever experienced a miracle in healing? How many of you have ever experienced a miracle in your job? A miracle in your marriage? A miracle in your children? A miracle in your finances? A miracle in this church? A miracle in your spiritual lives? All of those things have happened so that we can give them away so that we can share them with others that is going through those like conditions. You are salt and you are light. You are salt and you are light. Stand with me this morning.
You can stop settling for typical this morning. You can stop doing the same thing day after day because God has more. You can stop giving in to your fears and running from your past. God has more. Because God is the answer to our supply this morning. God is holding each of us in the palm of his hand. And he's saying to you, this is your purpose. This is what I want you to do. He instructs us every day if we'll just follow him. God wants us to tell others that you don't have to settle where you are, but there is more. Can we say that together this morning? God, I want more. God, I want more. Pray this prayer with me this morning. God, I thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring about my life. Thank you that nothing is hid from you. You know me. You see me right now. You know my thoughts. Lord, I want more from you. God, I want to experience life like you want me to experience life. I want to walk in your presence every day. I want to feel you close by my side. I want more of you than I've ever experienced. I want to be able to share with others what you've done in my life. That is my prayer. That's my desire. I want more of you, God. I want more. Give God a good hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. I tell you what, let's sing one verse of that song. I am a child of the King. You unravel me with a melody. Yes. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no experience life to the fullest until you experience God's more. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, 
for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. If you want more for God, let that be your theme this week. Amen.